Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Support for Alaist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Alaist Studios. Rent in L.A. is too damn high these days. Talk to basically anyone in the city and they'll tell you how writing a check feels like choosing between feeding yourself or being able to live in your apartment for another month. Those that work in the service economy in Los Angeles can't afford rent anymore. We are still dealing with fallout from COVID and need more time. Please help us stay in our homes longer. We leave my husband and I on $900 a month. We need this protection to survive. Until this week, a major batch of eviction protections almost disappeared. In 2020, due to the pandemic, L.A. County passed rules that prevented tenants from getting evicted. Basically, you cannot get kicked out of your home if you fail to pay rent due to COVID-related issues. The county's rules were set to expire at the end of 2022, and then... They got pushed back to the end of January. Well, they just got pushed back again until the end of March. This is How to LA, the podcast that aims to help you navigate this city's complicated issues. I'm Brian De Los Santos. Honestly, all of these changes can make a person pretty dizzy and confused. Thankfully for us, Elias housing reporter David Wagner has been covering this roller coaster of a ride. You know, if you can flash back to early 2020, businesses were shutting down left and right. L.A. had unemployment rates approaching 20 percent, you know, some of the highest rates of joblessness we've ever seen. And that meant huge numbers of people who could not pay their rent and who could have been evicted and out on the streets. So that's why state and local officials put these emergency eviction protections in place. The rules basically say if you're economically hurt by the pandemic, you can put off paying your rent to a later date and not face eviction. But these were always supposed to be temporary rules. And as people still struggle to recover from layoffs, illness, or even the death of a family breadwinner, local leaders have decided to keep extending these rules over and over for almost three years now. Now, to be clear, because there has been some confusion, these rules only shield people from eviction if they can prove COVID-related distress. That's right. Under the county's rules, you have to be able to show in court that you've been harmed by the pandemic. And the county rules only apply to low-income renters. If your household income is above 80% of the median income in L.A. County, you are not going to be protected moving forward. Well, I know it's been in place for almost three years now. Can you give us a sense of what it actually achieved? Yeah, so the protections gave government programs time to get rent relief out to households that fell behind. And we're talking about huge sums of money here. You know, the state's rent relief program delivered almost $2.5 billion in L.A. County alone. 
that money by and large went straight to landlords who had renters who were not paying. So, you know, landlords have received a lot of relief, but that rent relief program has been over since April. And a lot of landlords are still frustrated about the lack of continuing support for people not receiving rent. You know, I think the big picture here, though, is that uh, it's fair to say that a lot of people who could have been evicted or who could have even become homeless are still in their homes today because of these protections. You know, housing experts credit these COVID eviction rules and the rent relief funding with slowing L.A.'s rise in homelessness during the pandemic. L.A. County saw an increase of about 4% during the pandemic. You know, the, the numbers still going in the wrong direction. But that is a much smaller increase than the double-digit spikes in homelessness we saw before the pandemic and before these protections were put in place. So there is a lot of confusion out here about all of this. One reason is that the city of L.A. voted not to extend the deadline, but L.A. County did extend it. So here's a question we got from an Elias reader. Does the extension in L.A. County affect residents in L.A. City? Yeah. And just to say, you know, this is super confusing. I talked to lawyers who work on tenant and landlord issues here in L.A., and even they have a tough time keeping track of it all. So it is confusing. It's very complicated. Basically, the county's rules are going to apply all across L.A. County for the next two months. The only exception is if a city wanted to pass stronger protections. The city of L.A. has had its own stronger protections in place during the pandemic, but those city rules are scheduled to go away at the end of January. So now the county's rules are coming in and those county rules are going to apply to everyone living across L.A. County, even in the city of L.A. I just want to play some tape of what we heard from people at that supervisor's meeting last week when they were talking about whether to do another extension. I manage a building in Glendale. It's a family business. We've provided housing in the community for decades. That's our business, not evictions. We worked with many of our tenants. Much of them had lived at the building for over a decade. We worked with them through the crisis, helped them apply for assistance, and got them the help they needed. The biggest issue is the people that were dealing with us in bad faith. They've taken advantage of the system, and the county's tied our hands with getting rid of these people. The self-certification violates our due process. We can't ask for any proof or evidence that there's ongoing COVID hardship or that they have the income requirement to be eligible for assistance. I've been living there for 20 years. The landlord told me she was going to sell. We live, my husband and I, on $900 a month because since COVID, he hasn't been able to work. If they sell and they throw me out of my house, what am I going to do with $900 with that rent over $1,000? We need this protection to survive. I'm a small landlord in San Fernando Valley. Housing has evolved to be a right, but so is our right to be private property owners. We've borne the burden of this eviction moratorium for almost three years. How are we supposed to trust you when over and over again you said 131 was the dead date? Now, a week before, surreptitiously, you decide to try to extend it. The actions of the board are poisoning the relationship between tenants and landlords. This is one of the highest cost of living cities in the nation. These landlords are going to lose passive income and these tenants are going to lose everything, their homes. So going back to people, tenants, landlords, this deadline keeps getting pushed around. For those most affected by this, how is it impacting people? 
You know, for a lot of renters, the eviction crisis that people are worried about, it's already here. You know, filings in eviction court are already above pre-pandemic levels in L.A., uh, even with these protections still in place. So people are getting taken to eviction court. They are getting locked out of their homes. We hear a lot about this, quote unquote, eviction moratorium, but that term isn't really quite right. Evictions are not banned right now. If a landlord tries to evict a tenant over non-payment and that tenant fails to respond to that eviction court filing, the tenant can lose their case within just five days. And so, you know, we have a situation where people have a lot of protections on the books, but if they don't know their rights or don't know that they have to take proactive steps to assert those rights, they can be impacted in very serious ways right now. So... Let me ask you, David, it kind of feels like a game of kicking the can down the road. What is the thinking behind these piecemeal extensions? Yeah, it certainly feels to a lot of landlords and a lot of tenants like these last minute extensions are just kicking the can down the road. According to recent U.S. Census survey data, we have about 226,000 households here in L.A. that are currently behind on rent. And we've long known that about half of L.A. tenants are spending too much on rent based on federal guidelines. And that means that they're having to cut back on other essentials like food and health care. So when you step back and look at the grand scheme of things here, L.A. is just an incredibly expensive place for renters. And a lot of people have low incomes. They just cannot cover what apartments are going for these days. So these COVID protections keep getting extended. And I think the big picture here is whether these protections continue or not, a huge number of people in LA are going to struggle to keep up with their rent no matter what. I want to go back to like our reader questions that we've gotten. Um, This question asks, what happens if you are four months behind your rent with the new rules? Once these tenant protections end, does someone need to pay back all their overdue rent right away or do they have to pay it back at all? So they do have to pay it back. You know, rent has never been canceled or forgiven during the pandemic. It has only been delayed. However, rent is not going to come due all at once when these rules go away. Tenants are going to have some more time to pay off those debts. The timeline depends on where you live. In the city of L.A., overdue rent from earlier in the pandemic is going to come due on August 1st. But more recent months will not come due until February of next year. And if you live elsewhere in the county, your back rent is going to be due one year after it went unpaid. I want to follow up with that and ask you this question we got from an Elias reader, which says... Which landlords in L.A. County are exempt, and does extension include unincorporated areas of L.A. County? So the extension that we're talking about, the two-month extension passed by L.A. County's Board of Supervisors, it applies across the county, all 88 cities, all unincorporated areas. Landlords have to follow these rules through March. Let's talk a little bit about money here. Where are the relief funds coming from, and should we worry about using federal COVID money for rent relief? So the county's Board of Supervisors did approve this new batch of $50 million in relief. This would go to small landlords with no more than four rental units. We don't fully know where those dollars are going to come from yet. They could come from federal COVID relief funding. Some of it could come from the county's Homeless Services Fund. You know, again, though, $50 million in a county of 10 million people, we are really talking about a drop in the bucket compared to the billions of dollars that went to landlords earlier in the pandemic. So the extension is now in place through the end of March 2023. Do you think it could be extended again? Yeah, it's certainly possible that local lawmakers could come back and keep extending the rules again and again. 226,000 households say they are already behind on rent. And if they cannot pay their April rent on time and in full, they could face eviction. That's a lot of people who could end up without a place to live. 
What are the long-term ripple effects for the economy? Well, if we see a sizable number of people fall into a homelessness after facing eviction, LA is only going to have more work to do in addressing this existing homelessness crisis. It can be a lot cheaper to prevent homelessness through rent relief or other kinds of aid and keep people in their homes. That can be a lot cheaper than sheltering someone and getting them back into permanent housing after they've already fallen into homelessness. Keeping people housed moving forward is also going to be expensive, and right now it's not clear the county has devoted enough money to stabilizing housing for all the people who are at risk of eviction. Again, we're going to demystify what rules are in place here. The LA City Council did recently pass a package of renter protections. What should we know about that, and does it effectively cover a lot of the issues that would arise when the eviction rules do end? Yeah, there are a few big new permanent protections being put in place. In the city of L.A., almost 400,000 households are going to have new limits on eviction. That means that landlords are going to need to cite a justified reason for evicting those tenants, and the landlords may have to pay relocation assistance in certain situations. Also in the city of L.A. and in unincorporated parts of the county, renters will be protected from eviction until they've fallen behind by more than about one month's worth of rent. Tenants with unauthorized roommates and pets are still going to be protected from eviction in the city of L.A. for another year and for two more months elsewhere in the county. But what's really changing here, what's really at stake, are these COVID-related protections. So once these rules finally do go away, it will not matter if you were laid off during the pandemic, if you got long COVID, or if the main breadwinner in your family died of COVID. If you do not pay your rent on time once these protections expire, you could face eviction. This whole situation highlights how out of control housing is in this town. Are officials talking about reforming the system so that there is some sort of safety net for people, you know, renters and the local landlords who might rely on that income? Yeah, you know, there are always discussions about what permanent support needs to be put in place before these rules go away. On the tenant advocate side, they want a renter's bill of rights, and that would include things like enforcement against landlord harassment, rights to an attorney and eviction court. You know, most tenants currently do not have a lawyer when they go to eviction court. On the flip side, you have landlord groups saying, look, if you want to keep allowing tenants to defer their rent, you're going to need to step in and pay landlords who are not getting their rental income. No matter how you look at it, renters are under huge pressures right now. Local lawmakers are hesitant to lift these rules because they're keeping people housed, but the bigger issues of unaffordable rents and lack of housing options are just not getting solved. That was David Wagner, housing reporter for Elliest. You can find his updated guide to LA's eviction protections at Elliest.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast and our newsletter. You can check it out at Elliest.com slash HowToLA. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.